Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I have a new guest with me here today. I am so excited for this conversation. This is a dear friend and colleague, mentor of mine, Nicole. She is the owner of Club Fetch Philadelphia, and then she is also the owner of The Bliss Out Boss. And I am so excited to chat with her about how she has now bridged both of these businesses, developed them from the ground up. It is so fantastic. We've been working together for almost three years now, two and a half years together. So super fun. And I feel like this whole podcast episode has been a long time coming. So thank you so much for coming in today, Nicole. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm kind of fangirling a little bit. I know we've been working together. I can't believe like three years. It feels like more and less like all at the same time. Like I can remember like the first day we had our first conversation about working together and now we're here like three maybe three plus years later it's so crazy I'm so excited to be here I'm so honored I've just like seen you grow personally and your business grow all like from like when we first started talking to now and I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for (laughs) saying that. You know how much like I look up to you and just how much this whole like business relationship I feel like has helped me grow just even by witnessing and observing you and then being able to like talk to you about plans and coaching even you know like you have just totally helped me I feel like even define Meraki media management so much more I remember that conversation like specifically where I was just like you know this is like a management like this is almost like a firm like this yeah could be its own thing and you were just like oh, yes <laughs> I had no clue I was like I feel like we should start here. I have to explain to the listeners. So when we first started Meraki, I really thought that most of the business would only be coaching, like no management at all for our clients. I had people reaching out for management, but really it was just the clientele that I was like targeting myself to at that time, I would say. So when Nicole and I started to work together, she's like, no, like we need to move into the firm side of things. Like she's 
like, this is where it is for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's also because I saw you were doing just like one-on-one services. Yeah. And I was basically like coming out of that, doing the same thing from like starting as like a dog walker and for like two years straight and like struggling and being like, oh my God, I'm on this like hamster wheel of like not even being able to run my own day or like my own time and being like, okay, I have to go from like one neighborhood to the next neighborhood. And you're kind of doing the same thing with like trying to accommodate either like meeting clients in person or scheduling someone on the phone. And once we started the daycare, I was like, oh, people can come to me. Like if we set up like a hub that people can go to instead of like, scattering yourself around trying to meet people where they're at it's like Mm. so much easier yeah to manage so yeah I kind of saw that you were doing like what I was doing before with the one-on-one services and I was like oh no Caitlin we need to change this (laughs) like you have so much more potential like you have so much like leadership talent thank you and I was like she needs a team of people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, you know, but like I feel at that time I had a very supportive system, but they didn't really understand like at home, you know, like literally my mom, my stepdad, my boyfriend, they understood what I was trying to do, but I don't think they had the knowledge or the experience of like living through it like you did. So for me, it was like, okay, wherever I can make money, you know, which is a lot of where our listeners are too, you know? Right, right. And you can lose sight. Yeah. You know, I think one of our biggest hurdles with even thinking about starting a business is like, what are other people going to think? Yes. And I lived in that place for probably like four years out of like the five or six that I've been doing this. Wow. Yeah. It's true, you know? Yeah. Like I... It took a lot just because I feel like it's like, oh, we have this idea of like, what does a business person look like? And like, even as a young girl, I'm like, oh, like if someone came up to me and was like, what does a business man? And it's like business man wants to come out of my mouth a lot more than like business woman. So it's like, what does a business owner look like? And I'm like, huh, well, it looks like a man Mm -hmm. in a power suit with a briefcase you know, like yelling on the phone and just like angry and stressed out. And it's like, no one's ever um, pictured like a woman who's like compassionate making money. I love it. It's so true. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, I have two golden doodles. Exactly. (laughs) And they're so cute and adorable. Follow Nicole on Instagram. If you don't yet, she's I am Nicole Requena. And you can definitely follow, see her dogs, see her brand. She posts about Club Fetch a lot. Um, And we do talk about Bliss Out Boss, which we'll get into. But I love, I want to stick on this topic, how we're talking about even like men versus women in the business world. Um, I know that you've had a lot of experiences and pushback at times, especially needing to have like a brick and mortar location. That's something I don't have experience in, but a lot of my clients do. I'd love to like chat about that, what that looks like. A lot of our listeners are really just at the starting point, but I think that it's healthy for them to be aware of, you know, certain conversations that can come into play. Yes, I feel like this is such a big topic and we could talk all day about this. Yeah. I mean, it really all starts with mindset 
and running a business, starting a business and, you know, getting to even like five years down the road, it's a slow burn. Like Mm. it is like, there is no like quick fix. There's no overnight success. It's not like, you know, someone hands you a book and you're like, I have all the answers and now I'm successful. It's literally like you have to constantly be educating yourself, whether that's like joining a program, a membership, classes and it doesn't mean you have to go out and get your MBA mm-hmm. well you said, know yeah. I mean I personally think that school MBAs you know they help you run, like they teach you how to run a business they don't teach you how to start a business yeah well said yeah so for me and again like this was a slow burn just because I felt so alone in my thoughts of like huh like I'm working in the corporate world maybe I want to start a business one day. And I was like, okay, I don't want to tell anybody this because they're going to be like, oh, you're crazy. Or, you know, it's just like a lot of external chatter and a lot Mm. of external pressure. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do some research. And what does this look like? So I ended up this was like in 2015. Oh my gosh, I love it. Just like up in the middle of the night, like looking for like kind of programs yeah. or like a membership that I can, that kind of connected with me. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I found this woman who, and that was the other thing I wanted to find someone I could relate to. So I kind of gravitated towards a female mm-hmm. business owner. And I was like, okay, I'm going to join this and I'm going to see what happens. And then it ended up you know, leading into like me joining another program. And, you know, when I look back on it, it was always looking for more education. Mm. And then at one point I was like, okay, like you have to make the decision. Like you can't just like keep taking classes and courses. You actually have to implement this stuff. Yeah. So that's when I, I ended up becoming a dog walker. And let me tell you, (laughs) experience like experiencing business and, you know, like learning from someone else are like two totally different things. Yeah. That's so true. So I felt so so imbalanced because I had like all of this positive messaging and like all of these tools and resources like online. And then I'm also like struggling and like tripping over myself is what it felt like. Like even dog walking, like that's not even like a big business, but I do have to give it out to like all the people who who have ever dog walked or dog walkers out there, it is hard. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's so hard. I mean, the expectations of people of like when you're entering someone's home, it's just like, right. it's really difficult. Yeah. And I think we can also just add in here like service-based business. When service-based you, for sure. Yeah. Like you get clients, they have high expectations and that's what's so important to learn throughout your process is this is how it works. This is how we perform. Does that meet your expectation? If not, maybe we're not a good fit for each other, you know, yes. but it's and so I- hard hard in the beginning because you just want it's that cash so hard and I think what a lot of people need to know is that like yes I realized that like dog walking wasn't getting me to where I needed to be but I learned so much yeah that I was able to put all everything that I learned into a physical space 
love that. into the business that it is now. So it's like, even if you're struggling and like, you know, I wouldn't change it at all. It's like you needed to kind of, I don't want to say struggle, but it's kind of like you need to like try and fail and try and fail yeah. and like learn from all of those mistakes and kind of like tailor them. Mm, yeah. So if there's anyone that's like, <laughs> on the struggle bus right now. <laughs> yes, right? It does it does pay off even though it feels like you're like in quicksand. It does. I think that that's such a good analogy. Like I remember when I was on some of my first sales calls like with you included. It's the questions people are asking. You feel like you have to come up with an answer right away because you're like a little bit anxiety ridden. You want to make the sale. Like there's a lot of emotions that can arise, especially mm-hmm. like with you know, past stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to perform for this person. Like I want to meet their expectations. Right. And well, it comes to a point where you're like, okay, can I actually do what they're telling me to do? I've never done this before. And you're kind of like, (laughs) these people are your guinea pigs. If they know it or not, they are. And then at another point, you know, I feel like there's a big turning point. That's where we get stuck in the habit of saying yes to everyone yeah and then realizing maybe like five months to a year down the road you're like oh my gosh this is just not working anymore yes you know like I feel like we all start out like saying yes 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 because you don't know what to say no to yet so you're stuck in that you know yes habit and you're like wait a minute (laughs) yeah I feel like that's when you and I started working on like the coaching side of things together, which has totally helped me change my strategy. Like you taught me, okay, it's okay to say no. Like it's okay to ask them questions. Now we even set up, you know, an application on our page, which was all you, you know, telling me. (laughs) I love it. I love applications so much. When I started Club Fetch, I wanted it to be a little bit more difficult for people to become members Mm. just because, one, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, if I make it hard for people to join, (laughs) it gives me time to like figure things out. Yeah. And then it was also like, all right, well, it's animals and you want to, you know, obviously there's a lot of like behavior stuff, but you can take that application and put it into any sort of, you know, business like service based or not. Yeah. Just so that you're asking the right questions and weeding out the people who aren't a good fit. Yeah. And I feel like even when you go through the application, you kind of, you know, when you go through it enough, you can kind of like feel out how people fill out the application of like, hmm, this still might not be a good fit. And you can kind of like email them back saying like, hey, you know, I think what you're doing is really incredible. And, you know, breaking up with people with compassion. Yeah, yes. (laughs) And offering them like another place for them to go for a service provider that does do what they're asking for or what they need. I feel like nipping it in the bud early yeah. is super important. It's the ones that, you know, you have built a relationship with and no longer it's no longer a good fit, which is okay. Right. You know, in any relationship sometimes you outgrow the client or the client outgrows you and it's no longer a good fit. And I guess we can go into talking about yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we, <laughs> even at, <laughs> even at, I mean, at Club Fetch, I've had to write some, like a lot of emails of breaking up with clients. Right. And I've come down with like a pretty good, compassionate way in writing to people you know, that it's no longer a good fit, gearing them towards like a different direction. But, and I know this is like a hurdle for a lot of people, especially women, because I feel like with men, it's kind of just like, oh, well, you know, cut dry. It's all business. But for me, for you, I know for you, like if you're building a relationship with this person and like, especially for us, like we're talking about dogs, like saying no to a dog is so (laughs) hard. Yeah. It's almost impossible, you know. It's really, really tough. And to be honest, like it took a lot of me saying yes too much to get to a breaking point of like, we can't do this anymore. Wow. Yeah. It affects everyone. Like, you know, one client can affect the entire team. Wow. It's so well said. Like, and I just want to explain to every the listeners too, because when you don't have a community yet, or you don't have a team yet, I remember hearing the, this feedback before I had a team and I'm like, oh, that, that will never be me. Everyone, you know, you're like, that will never be me. Everyone experiences this, you know, like exactly what you said. Relationships change. People change. They outgrow each other at some point in business. Every business owner feels this emotion. And mm-hmm. whether you have empathy or not for this person, it's also your reputation. You know, you don't want them to hit the Google and give a bad review. Like right. there's a lot of tension that can be there between you and the client. And Nicole has created such wonderful practices out of trial and error, I'm sure, through experiences yes. like this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I created what I call like guilt-free breakup templates, which is really, really great. They're basically just like emails that I have personally used in my business for different scenarios of, you know, breaking up with a new client who hasn't even really even paid you yet. Maybe you just had like an intro call or some sort of consultation and you're just like, red flags everywhere. You're like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't do this. It's like, how do I tell this person without ghosting them? Yes. Because <laughs> I've had, you know, like, I'm like, I've done that, you know, like I've had oh, to I ghost people. Yeah. And it makes you feel worse. You feel guilty in the long run. It's like this unknown, you know, like you feel a pit in your stomach. Like there's a lot well, of emotion. Yeah, that email, that follow-up email from 10 days ago being like, hey, like, just following up are we able to like move forward with this like people are ready to pay you yeah but it's still not a good fit so for anyone who's like just starting out like if you're not feeling good about this relationship don't do it yeah don't do it it's I mean if you want the experience (laughs) (laughs) right yeah but you know one client that doesn't feel good will take up so much more time and energy. The ones that don't feel good are usually, you know, the ones that are asking you to do things that you don't do, mm. that you don't even, you know, services that you don't even provide. They're ad- they're asking for like extra. Mm. This is so 
well said, you know. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so true. Like, because it's so hard in the beginning, like what you're saying, you're like the yes woman. You're like, yes, I can do this. I can write this email. I can start a newsletter. I can do like in marketing. It's like everybody just wants to come to you like you're a one stop shop, you know. So and we did that. We did that. I mean, Caitlin, I even made my own website. It took me four months <laughs> <laughs> to build it out on Wix, right? Yeah. Yeah, on Wix. <laughs> and looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, I literally thought I could just do everything yeah. by myself, not ask for help. The, that was like the silliest thing. But I guess, you know, you know, you're starting from scratch. So you're trying to be scrappy. Yeah. You know, like I'm a dog walker. I need to create this website. I'm just going to do it myself. But it's like, who has four months of their time to work on a freaking website. Right, right. But in your head, you're like, I'm saving money. You know, I'm like, you play this battle of like, almost like good and evil, like this and that in your head, you know? Well, it was also like, I didn't know someone who could do this for me yet. Like I I didn't build like a community for myself yet. That was like the best thing I probably could have done was at one point, you know, I decided to just like open myself up to making more female friends. Yeah. That who are also business owners, you included. And it opened up my life and my business to way more opportunities. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's pretty incredible. I think it also is just like the support of knowing that like your friends are going through the same thing. Yes. Like understanding, like Nicole and I will talk a lot about the economy. We talk Mm -hmm. about the job market. That's almost how every single one of our calls starts. (laughs) It like sets the tone for our conversation. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can see just by like, and I'm sure you see it too with your clients, like our pet parents, like, you know, we saw when people were moving, we saw when people were like, pivoting in careers. You know, we were really there. Club Fetch, thankfully, we were very blessed that we were able to stay open during the entire pandemic. Yeah, I love that. You know, I mean, we were breaking even for like four months straight yeah. just so that our pet parents who were in the medical field could still use the daycare. That's amazing. Like, they were begging us. They were like, our hours are crazy. Like, you know, the hospitals were asking them to come in like, much earlier so they could do like COVID testing and protocols. So we would open up a little earlier just so that they could get to work on time. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, you know, it was definitely eye opening. And it was very touching to see how much we helped the community at that time. Yeah, I just, I didn't realize how much people really relied on us. And we were we were were basically like their second family. Yeah. Especially during a time like that where they feel they might not have their family close by to lean on. Right. You know, no one was allowed to really be in contact, especially if they're working at the hospital, like we weren't allowed to be around these people. And so we had to build out protocols to make it work for us at the daycare too. And you know, we had to hire new people that felt comfortable working during COVID. You know, we had to hire basically like Jefferson medical students who were like about to graduate in like 
a year to become doctors working at the daycare. <laughs> right, right. Because they know the protocols. They know they knew the protocols, but they were also just like, for mental health reasons, people did not want to be home. Yeah. And the dogs, like being around animals really provided therapy for mm. them. So like, it was just like a, a lot of giving to our community in like a lot of different ways. And it was just very touching. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. And I, I think that that's the beauty of starting a business. Like when you're talking about in 2015, and you're waking up in the middle of the night, you probably would have never thought that you could build something like this, you know? No. And I think the biggest message for me and that I could share to everyone is that it's like, it's never going to look the way you think. Yeah. That's so true. And I feel like that could be very scary, but also very exciting. Like, like the destination, like you can't just keep thinking like, oh, one day I'm going to have like all this money. Like that's not like a good enough why to Mm want to do something. And so like starting a business for the right reason and you know, it was so funny because I didn't realize like I had control over my own business until yes. like yes. two years ago. Yeah, it's so true. Especially something like what you have with Club Fetch. It's it's like an external thing. It's it's actually an operating location. So when Nicole is, you know, in the thick of it and she's training people, she feels like she's probably become a part of the system, you know, and that can be hard to separate. I was the daycare. Yes. Like literally when we opened and I'm saying we because I always like to include everyone because I would be no like nothing without my team, you included. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, when I first opened, I literally worked at the daycare every day from open to close for three months straight. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this is absolutely insane. And then, you know, I mean, it really just came down to like reaching out and trying to hire people, hiring all of the wrong people. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even like bringing on you know, bringing in dog members that shouldn't have been members. And, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes. And it's like, there's so much wisdom Mm -hmm. in failing. And I feel like we need to start becoming more comfortable and more open about, yeah, like life really sucked for a long time. Yeah. But I learned so, so much And experience in any industry you can take into starting a business. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's really well said. And like, do you think, you know, at your corporate that that also assisted with some of your, okay, I'd love for us to kind of talk about that too, because a lot of our listeners, you know, they currently might have jobs or they might just be like graduating, maybe trying to figure out if they want to get a job before they start their business, you know? Yeah. Like I did have a job, but it was like not a good fit, but that experience totally got me to where I am now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I feel like the conventional way of looking at success, they make it look so linear. Like, okay, you get this position or like you become an intern and then 
this is your next step. And then you work, you work, you work, and then you get to that next step. And then it's like the same thing. Like then you go to this next step. In business, it's not like that at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's complete opposite. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Like you are not technically going into an office. You're not being told by anyone else what to do of what that next step is. Like you have to decide. And I feel like that's that might be a big hurdle for people. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think people also should need to kind of like reflect back and see if that's something that they really want to do. Yeah. Because there's a big difference between like running a business and being the owner, but also running a business and being like a manager. Mm, yeah. And one is not better than the other. I hire my team because they are better at what they do than I am. <laughs> yes. I love how you say that. I love it. Because it is true. You know, they, like you found the right people to get you there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they're peppy. They're enthusiastic. You know, some of them have amazing like operational skills mm-hmm. and way more patience than I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think, you know, some people, and I feel like right now, because people are pivoting in their careers, Yes, I even got to a point where like, I was like, I don't want to be a business owner anymore. But I realized my the role that I was actually playing wasn't business owner, it was employee. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why this isn't working. Like, I have to become more aligned in what my role is and mm. like really mapping out like, what are my strengths and weaknesses are mm. and how can I hire people who can make this business better? Yeah. I was holding our business back for the longest time just because I wouldn't leave the daycare. Wow. That's like, that is, I think, the biggest lesson that any yes. business <laughs> owner can have, you know, because giving up that, like stepping back and really giving it up, like that really is what it feels like at the time, even though that's not true. Your name is still on the business, like you own everything, you know, Right. but it feels well, and, like you're giving it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely have a control issue <laughs> because this is something I've been working on for like so long and it's like okay I'm gonna just like hand this over to like these people who like just applied last week this sounds nuts (laughs) yeah yeah you're like uh I have like the worst anxiety like and if I'm not here then I don't know what's happening I can't control how they're talking to the pet parent I can't control you know what content is going out like I'm totally dealing with this right now and I would say it's a season that you have to go through like there's days where I wake up and I'm like oh my god I have nothing to do today like this isn't normal and then I'll create things for me to do and it's like no Caitlin I know (laughs) I know two things the first thing is like so when we were talking about taking your skill set from the corporate world yes I realized I had an amazing skill set for speaking to people, customer Mm. service, you know, from working at like a retail store in college to working at a financial firm, you know, speaking to people about their finances. I've always gotten that compliment, that praise from the corporate world and from clients that I know how to speak to people. And I'm like, okay, how do I put this skill set into working for me in business Mm -hmm. and it worked really well with getting clients Mm -hmm. 
but it also worked really well with training my team. Yeah. Yeah. And training them on how to speak mm. to our pet parents. Wow. And that's huge. The communication aspect to business is really the backbone of creating your network and like building trust, you know? And that's what the piece is so important, which I think is why it's so scary to let go of that because you're like, what if they do say the wrong thing? And then it's also understanding that they're human at some level too, you know? Yes, I've had experience with all of that. And I am very lucky in the fact that I found one of like our longest, like she's now a manager at the daycare and runs a lot of what we do, but she, we've been working together for four years. We, you know, I found her when I was a dog walker. She was like the second dog walker I ended up hiring. And, you know, she really believes in like the mission and the vision of the entire company. Mm, Yeah. And I feel like when you find people like that, like it is priceless because she's been with me from the beginning and she just knows how things should be said to pet parents. And like, she just knows the systems in and out at this point where I can rely on her to train people. And then those people can train people and I can really step back and, you know, her and I talk all day, every day, just because we're friends, just like you and I. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We're always like texting and like sending things back and forth. And that's important to have, you know, that communication too. Yes. Like she's the aunt to our golden doodles, Luna and Pepper. And like (laughs) she stays at our home and takes care of them when we're away. And you know, it's a really wonderful relationship to have. And, you know, I would be completely, I would not be here without her too. So I would say like when people are hiring or at least like looking to ask for help Mm. from people who know like your mission, like who align with your mission and like really want to work towards seeing your business be successful. Yeah. Not just someone who's kind of like, looking for like a job for three months. (laughs) Yes, that's so true. And I love how you explain that. And like with your breakup templates, I'm sure that there will be, you know, writing and how she crafts these types of messages. Like it also has helped Nicole, I'm sure, weed through even like hiring people, which I know that you're thinking about doing a free, like a a freebie for hiring too, hopefully in the future of like a template like that. whatever people want, I will help create yeah that's what we love to hear I love crafting messages it's so funny we got like even till today like you know uh our managers will text me and be like this is what's going on you know this is what I have written up so far can you read it over edit it and then send it back to me and I'll send it back to our clients and I say absolutely it's like one of my favorite things to do and I think the best thing I did too with them is that I say like, hey, if you're unsure about a message, send it to me and I will read through it so that it just because like, you know, when you're in the thick of it, mm, yeah, sometimes too much emotion comes through. Yes. Instead of fact. Yes. Yeah. And so every time I'm curating a message, it's 
has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with personal anything. It always goes back to like, what are the values of our business? Yes. And make it about them mm. in a mo- the more positive light and saying, you know, if it's, if it's a breakup, then you just say like, hey, this is what we focus on in our business. It seems like what you need is this, this, and this. We can't provide that for you. Yeah. Maybe try this person or this service or this company that does. Yes. Instead of being like, well, you're just annoying and. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I love that. Like, I can't do this. You know, obviously all emotionally, like we feel that way, like, oh, this person, like, why can't they just like let it go? I mean, it took me a really long time to figure out boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, boundaries with myself personally, Yeah. with my team and with our clients. I mean, at one point it was like clients had my cell phone number. Yeah. Every team member had my cell phone number. I and people were texting me like all sorts of crazy things at all hours, all yeah. hours. And you know, it was like, oh my gosh, like I just like opened myself up to having zero control of my mm. life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love this. It was like, okay, I kind of had to like start little bit by little bit and realizing like, okay, so the team that I have is not the right team. And that's why Mm. everyone keeps texting me. And so it was like trying to figure out like, okay, so what do I do now? And it's like, all right, I have to create a system of, you know, hiring, onboarding, training, and this whole thing. At one point I was like, okay, if this scenario happens, what do you do? Mm, Yeah, that's great. Like asking the right questions in the interview process. And I also want to mention, because I think that we're kind of touching on this, but this is something I talk about frequently on the podcast, which is like being a resource for people. Even Mm -hmm. when you are breaking up with them in these guilt-free templates, it's like, yes, they are still going to assume that you are a resource. So like, If they're having a problem with their dog, hopefully they come to Nicole right away because she sent these recommendations of other people that could work with them in the future. Creating that community, because that's what I really want our listeners to understand too, like understanding having all of these resources, knowing other people in your industry that maybe specialize in a certain piece, you know? So I do have to say, giving myself the gift of joining a membership, but not just joining, but, you know, getting to the part of like participating and asking questions, but also realizing like what I really wanted out of joining that membership. Mm. So this way I can go in with like a clear intention of like, my business was like a hot mess. Yes. It was running me. Yes. I was not running it. And I was like, I need help with like cleaning this up and packaging it and like figuring out how to make this business work for me because what I went in wanting was like oh man like I have this physical location but I don't want to have to be there yeah and like that realization Caitlin was like I was so embarrassed 
Yes. It's like a shame. You feel so much shame and guilt around that. Yes. I was like a typical local business owner is like, you know, shopkeeper. Yeah. And they're from open to close. And I was like, I don't want that. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how do I do this? I was having like panic attacks. I didn't even want to tell anybody that because I was like, people are going to be like, oh, well, you don't want this business anymore. And, you know, it would be like all of these like weird questions that I didn't know how to answer yet. Yeah, absolutely. So it was kind of like, okay, I joined this membership. I'm seeing all of these other women who own businesses as well, struggling with specific things, whether that's like goal setting and planning Mm, and just like focusing on metrics. Yes. And but not in like a masculine way. Yes. I think that that's what's really hard for women and like even women listening to this podcast. You get pitched all of these different things and it's hard to discern like what is actually going to get you to that next level that you want to be at, you know. You know, success for everyone is completely different. Yes. And, you know, that's what makes the Blissed Out Boss membership that I started more approachable for women in business because it's like, yes, we still have to look at the metrics, but what are those metrics for you? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so on point. And that's what's so great about working with someone like Nicole. Like, she's not going to tell you what to do. She's she's asking you what you want. And then she helps put and package together a plan to get you there. Yes, absolutely. And I, I have to say, like, when I joined the membership, like, back, way back, again, like, opening up myself to be a little bit more vulnerable Mm, because, you know, I feel like a lot of people who are starting businesses or even in like their first two years are like, no, 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 no. I can't show people that I'm like a complete hot mess. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right here. And Instagram doesn't help. Yes. So true. You know, it's like these beautiful curated photos and it's like in the background, it's like complete chaos. Yeah. Everyone's like behind you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we've got it together. You know, don't look behind the curtain kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And I think like once I built a community of like supportive women and it's like like like-minded women Mm. who share the same values. Yeah. I felt comfortable with opening up more, which opened up my life to just like more abundance. Yes. And just like less external pressure because I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like this client can, you know, maybe not like my service, you know, they can rattle my cage, but I have this foundation of people I can turn to and be like, okay, this person doesn't like me, but I still have these like this, these really strong roots of women to help support me and help guide me too. I feel like we all help guide each other. Mm, I love that. Because I don't have all the answers and I love hearing other people's stories because everyone can relate to those like those struggles. 
It's so true. I think that that is like the perfect way we can like round out. We'll definitely be having Nicole back on because she has so much knowledge. <laughs> and I just like. No, we could talk forever. Literally, we could talk for like three hours. Our phone calls are normally like two. We just have yep. the best time talking. And I loved this. All of your insight is so on point. And it really explains going in with the end in mind. You know, like our whole podcast is called the end in mind because we want those communities that can surround us to say when we go off track because we all do and we can get very chaotic and like lose literally our footing like how you said it happens in business even as you grow because you come up to different hurdles and you know expanding it's always changing yeah and it can be scary you have to have that community to say like remember what you want keep you on track go back to the end in mind do you want this lifestyle or do you want you know to be in the thick of it because some women or business owners enjoy that you know they want to be a part of the employee side you know like a few episodes back we had another guest on his name's Tyrone and he was explaining that one of the business owners that he currently works with she wanted to be in the thick of it so then he stepped in as the role as like the CEO the manager for her. See, that's very interesting. That's exactly what we were talking about earlier on of like, you have to figure out like what your role is and like where you want to be in your business because not everyone wants to be the CEO. Yeah, it's so interesting. And you know, like uh, to round this out for you guys at home, start thinking about that, you know, journaling, meditation, even reaching out to Nicole, learning more about her membership, seeing if this is a good fit for you. You know, she's a very safe space. So you can go to her website. Absolutely. Like I totally recommend it anyone and everyone to talk to Nicole. She's amazing. Go to her website, check out her Instagram. We'll leave it for you guys in the show notes below too. If you didn't catch it earlier in the show, she's going to probably announce her website too. So you can type it in if you're currently on your laptop. And we do a lot of journal exercises. Yes. Too in the membership. And I think one of them, this has like been coming to me and I think maybe I'll have it available for everyone once this podcast lands is, you know, like we all think about like what our like our mission, our vision and our values are for our business, but we don't take the time to look like at our mission, our vision and our values for ourselves personally. Mm, and yeah. that was an exercise I did for myself too in the beginning of like cleaning up my business of like how like do these align? Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we'll have that exercise available for you guys, for for all of the listeners. Maybe we'll do it as a freebie. Yes. Yay. That would be so fun. So definitely head over to our Instagram account because we'll be promoting that on there and you guys will be able able to find those how to log in for the journal exercises and get that freebie. Definitely take advantage of that. And like I said, her information will be linked below. But thank you so much, Nicole, for having Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. I can't wait to do this again. Obviously, I love speaking with you. You are just like such a, like a bubble, just like 
I, you know, just like a bubble of happiness and joy. And I love our conversations. Thank you so much. I had the best time. I know people are going to take so much away from this today. So thank you so much. And Nicole will definitely be back. You know what? If you guys love Nicole and you want her to come back on, <laughs> leave us a little pod Apple podcast review and tell us some of the questions that you want me to ask her because she is seriously a wealth of knowledge. So I will put that into our next interview for next month once we have her back, probably during the holidays. So get it in ASAP. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.